Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often they are founded in fact. Broadcasting live from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California, this is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our producer, Michael, and today you are tuning in to Spell It Out, Magic, Reflections, and Shadows, where I take a topic and I run with it. So this year I've been talking around the theme of divination and divination tools, so I thought I would share with you an introduction to one of my favorite oracle card system, the Medicine Cards by Jamie Sams and David Carson. So before we get started, however, Michael has a few announcements. Hi, everybody. Welcome again to our broadcast, and we're really excited and happy to be doing the show. Um, thank you guys for subscribing, and if you haven't subscribed, it's one of the best things you can do to help us out, so just hit the subscribe button and like our episodes, and that really does help a lot. It gets YouTube to notice us and maybe promote us a little bit more. Um, we have some great shows coming up next month. We have a cultist, an author, a magician, Jason Miller. We have Amanda from Spooky Eats, who's going to talk about her new paranormal journal that she's put out the second volume. Uh, and our incredible host, Krista, is actually published in it. So that's going to be really a lot of fun to talk about. We have Diane Zingale at the end of the month. Um, and then in October, we're going to lots of witches and paranormal stuff. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Get all the information on our website, sixcentsociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out. And while you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter. And should you be able to afford to and you wish to buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi, it helps us to cover our cost. And that's a, always a nice treat when we get one of those. So feel free. Um, and if not, if you can't afford it, enjoy the show anyway because we're doing it for you guys. So not going to take up too much more time because we have a quick episode today. So take it away, Krista. Great. Thank you, Michael. So um, the medicine cards were created by Jamie Sams and David Carson. And uh, the first publication of the cards uh, with a book, so a set, was uh, in 1988. And that was the, I think I must have gotten pretty close to that time, my first edition of the cards and the book. And in that deck, we'll talk about the differences. There's a little bit less cards than the modern deck. And then they revised the edition in 1999. Um, it's been hugely popular, evidently, according to the medicinecards.com site, it has never been out of print, which is a big deal in the card world. And it's sold over 1 million copies um, since internationally, has been translated into over 12 languages, is published by St. Martin's Press in New York. I did want to also shout out that it's illustrated by Angela Wernick. Um, and both Jamie Sams and David Carson have Native American descent, uh, descendant ancestors. Uh, they're of Native American descent. Jamie Sams is um, uh, Iroquois and Cherokee, and David Carson is Choctaw and has often lived on some of the reservations. He's still alive, but I believe that Jamie Sams passed fairly, fairly recently. I forget. I tried to find the year exactly, but it, was, it wasn't too long ago. So, so they both um, have some of the Native American 
in their, their bloodline. So I like that about them. And some of you probably will know in, in previous shows, I talked about how I came to um, meet up with the medicine cards was my friend Lainey. And she uh, had, she and her husband actually studied with Lakota for 10 years. And she had that deck uh, at her house and I would just pick a card for the day. And it was a lot of fun. And I just really had a good time with it. In fact, it is one of those few times I can say you can pick one card for a lesson or theme of the day and it works. And I think it's it's just a good way to actually learn the deck in a really fun and playful way. So usually Michael and I prefer using three cards with the tarot as our minimum, but this is an exception. And I don't think I would say that of all Oracle decks, um, but I would say certainly I, that's how I began with the medicine cards and it, it, it drew me in. Now, a little bit about you know, the setup of, of the book and the card. So the first edition, um, which if you're lucky, you can have a copy of, I, I think I still have mine. It's a little beat up though, because I used it. So um, in the first edition, she has uh, 44 animals in it. Um, and also not just animals, but creatures, because some there's some reptiles and things like that. And then they expanded it to 52 uh, so she added some more. They added more in the 1999 edition. And there's also these blank shields that, that have no... Um, so each of the card, um, I will show people that can watch on YouTube, but I'll explain it. Each of the card has a shield, and then they'll have the creature inside the shield. And the shield's meant to represent a medicine shield, so it has things dangling from it that would be on a real medicine shield. Uh, and so she has ones that have no animals or birds or anything in the inside and they're blank. And so you can add animals that are not included or you can also use them in other ways, which is really kind of cool. And then you get the book. Um, one of the downsides uh, of this deck, though, you, you get the book with it, but then you can never buy the deck separately. You used to be able to buy a mini version. I'm holding up a little copy of these mini version um, of the medicine cards and they would actually have what the animal means on the card itself, but those are out of print. They've been out of print for a long time and they are based on the original um, 44 cards. So I'm not sure why they don't sell the cards separately. So every time you need to get a new deck, you buy uh, the book with it. And, and by the way, the book is wonderful. So you certainly want to have it the first time. And in the book, um, what's really lovely about the book to me is it's not just what are the meanings of the animals reversed and straight. It's also these stories that come from Native American mythology about each of the creatures that are very interesting and um, very delightful and informative. And I often go back and reread some of the, the book because I really enjoy the story part. And uh, so I would always recommend learning this deck with this book. And I think you can then add to it uh, especially like um, Ted Andrews' um, Animal Speak is one of the ones everybody uses, I think, because it's a great book. So you can use that as a reference to, to understanding what the animals and the birds and the reptiles and insects mean. Um, so what's also really nice in uh, the Medicine Card book is that she has, she has enough spreads to use that you're not going to be bored and you can use many for years. So she has... The, there's about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that she teaches you. And of the seven, I would say I've used primarily maybe four of them on a regular basis. And um, 
The one that I started with was the pathway spread. And so the pathway spread in the deck is probably the closest if you want to look at sort of a prediction and, you know, what's going to happen past, present, future. Um, it's it's a uh, enough cards in it. There's seven cards in it so that, you know, you have enough to work with. You can even start working some with timing. Um, timing's a little trickier with the animal cards, but one of the things that I found helpful is Ted Andrews has themes of time connected to the different animals. So if you look in his book, he will talk about, you know, the moose is, I believe, the autumn period, or the dragonfly has a two-year metamorphosis, so you can look at things in two years. So um, it's also probably one of the friendliest decks in terms of learning and teaching yourself, because most people have some sense of the majority of the animals represented in here. They already know what a dog is, a hawk is, an eagle is. And so I think it's, it's, there will be what I found when I was learning, there are animals that, and, and certainly um, creatures that might stump you a little bit in terms of what they actually mean to you. But I think uh, compared to learning the tarot, I think this is a really great deck to start out with. And by the way, <clears throat> it's really quite profound. And so one of the things about working with particularly the medicine cards is Jamie Sams has other information that you can glean from as you work deeper with the cards. And so it's not, it, it, it's not like some Oracle cards, you'll find they just give you a message and that message is about it. When you're working with the medicine cards, you're working with trying to understand nature and the relationship to nature. So it can get pretty complex if you want it to. And it's also really interactive, which we'll, I'll talk about uh, a little bit later on. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about my own experiences using the cards. So when I first, as I said, when I first started using them, I'd pick a card for the day. And what I noticed was I was already sort of going back and getting in touch with nature a lot more. I was, I was living in Woodstock, New York. And in Woodstock, there's lots of, there's this, first of all, there's a great stream that goes through the town and you can go hang out there. It's really safe. And there are these places you can swim that are pretty deep and these big stones. And my friend Lainey had a little bit of a, a stream in the backyard where she, she lived and still lives. And I would camp there for a little bit. And what I found was that starting, when I started using the medicine cards, it seemed like nature became really closer to me. I, I had these really interesting encounters with wild animals that would let me get very close to them. Like I was outside one time in the woods and there was a woodpecker and I could almost walk right up to the woodpecker and it, it didn't even mind me being there. And another time I was by the stream where I would camp a little bit um, behind Lainey's house and I, I saw a snake under a rock and it was eating a fish. And so its its whole mouth was unhinged. I at first didn't know exactly what was going on. And so I didn't bother it. And it, it wasn't really a dangerous snake, but it was such a cool experience. And I found that using this particular deck opened me up further to nature. And of course, since this time, uh, the time when it first came out, there's all kinds of animal card decks and oracles. And I'm sure they're perfectly wonderful. I've collected some of them. And um, 
I still find I go back to this is the one I want to use. And it could be because it was my first one. But there's something about the intention of these cards, I feel, that wants all of us to love and cherish nature and be closer to nature and recognize we are part of nature. So that was one of the things I personally experienced when I started using them. And so then when I, I first started doing the readings, I would use primarily the pathway spread, which perhaps I'll do a little show on that at some point just to show you how it works. Um, I would use that as my prediction. Uh, and then as I was using um, learning the tarot, I, I learned a trick from Raven Wolf in her book is uh, I laid the medicine cards on top of the tarot cards to give me another view of that the tarot meaning. And so I thought it was a, it, it's a little, um, you use a lot of cards, so it's a little bulky in a sense when you lay out a spread, but that's another way you can use it. You can use it to sort of clarify what's going on with the tarot. And um, what what also I really enjoy about particularly Jamie Sams and David Carson's system is she has as one of the spreads, the nine totem animal spread. In fact, it's actually seven cards that you pick and two that you don't use cards for. And according to her you know, background, their belief is we all have not just one or two animal totems, but a total of nine, with two of them representing your male, female, and those are the ones you pick um, for yourself. And there's tricks to doing that. And then there's the seven, which represent the different directions, each of the directions which are, by the way, um, the east, the south, the west, the north, above, below, within. And so each of those represent a certain time frame and a certain um, quality uh, of, of yourself. And so when I, I used that right away, I picked the totems and I kept it, and they have been very helpful and very useful. And I will say that when I have done uh, parties especially with the animal totems. I've done a couple parties where it was only the animal totems we looked at. One was, a, a, I think there were young young people, like early teens, and one was just a, an adult group. The parties have gone incredibly well. People adore working with the Native American totems. It's amazing how it touches absolutely everybody. So today what I do, if people don't ask for their totems or I'm not using it as a spread, uh, I always add one to the end of a reading uh, just as a friend or an ally for people to work with. And what I found is um, just that single card makes people so happy uh, that it, they, they'll say things like, oh, I always look forward to this part. I can't wait to see what the animal is or the bird is. Uh, sometimes when they I, I pick the card for them, they'll say, well, that I've already seen the hummingbird. I've already seen the raccoon. And so people really relate to the this deck very much. So I'm not a huge fan of Oracle card system because often I find they don't have a lot of depth, but anything connected to nature, because you could probably also do, uh, uh, I think there's some decks that work with trees and flowers. I think there it's very profound for people and there's so much you can do with it. And it's so alive and relevant. So those are that anything connected with that in terms of Oracle cards, I think can give you the kind of depth that working with Tarot and Kabbalah can give as well. In fact, there's, there's a uh, nature correspondences with cor the Kabbalah. So I wanted to um, also sort of give you a couple of really fun stories about working with them. And what's nice about the 
um, the medicine cards is people will send you pictures now of the animals that they see. So oftentimes they will immediately see the real animal, particularly if it's common. But there's a couple of animals that almost always show up, and I don't know why. So some of you out there, if you know why these animals will show up, um, it's it's really, really interesting. So the first one that that shows up literally a lot of times is rabbit. And there's so many funny stories about rabbits showing up in peculiar ways. So it's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland uh, situation. My first story in which I noticed that I was working at the Bodhi Tree bookstore and there's a, a little alley where people would wait to sign up for readings and there was a door and you couldn't see the people out there, but you knew they were sitting out there waiting for the reading. And it was an evening, so it was kind of, you know, getting a little dark, and I was finishing the reading up, and I knew somebody was sitting out there, but I just thought it was, you know, just a person waiting. And the person um, I was doing the reading for, they picked the rabbit, and so I talked about what the rabbit meant, and, you know, we finished the reading up, and we opened the door, and there was a woman sitting there with her pet rabbit on a leash. And I almost keeled over. I thought, who brings their rabbit to a reading? And it was in, in West Hollywood. So that was the beginning of the rabbit. Um, the other one that, that also kind of strikes me as odd is raccoon. Uh, oftentimes I found that the raccoon will show up right away because, again, people will send me pictures or call. And I myself, sometimes if I start talking a lot about raccoon with another person that's a fairly open-minded person, the raccoon shows up in, in, in some place in Venice walking around. And so those two particularly, there's some other ones too that just literally show up for people. And, and especially, you know, the common ones like the hummingbird and, and butterfly and dragonfly. But there's lots of interesting stories about that spider, of course, but it would have to show up sort of in a meaningful way. Uh, so what I think that's one reason I, I think people really enjoy using the medicine cards is they can see it interacting in their life. And uh, there was a, a businessman I, I used to read for in the past for many, many years, and he would pick his card and he would never show any sort of excitement or emotion about his medicine card. So finally, one day I thought to myself, you know, Krista, you're, you're pushing this on him, so don't do that. Just don't give him a medicine card for the, the end of the, the reading. So I didn't. And he, he asked me, he said, well, where's my animal card? <laughs> and, and that's when I realized that just because they don't say anything, it doesn't mean they don't really enjoy the medicine cards. So I, I think that I certainly also encourage people that come to me that like the cards to buy their own deck and use them. Um, it can be a little challenging when you first read reversals, because I, I do do the reversals with the medicine cards. It, it is a little bit more challenging, but you'll get the hang of it. And um, I think there's a lot of um, spreads that are enough, like I said, for you to really enjoy. One of the other popular spreads I use, particularly in Halifax, uh, it's a, let's see if I can remember the how many it is. I haven't used it for a while, but I used it, the Sun Lodge spread, and it's got five cards. And basically, this is a spread that you use to see how someone thinks about you. And I had one client, this woman, and she loved that spread and she was starting to date. She would always ask me for that spread and she said it always helped her 
to sort of understand if this is a good situation for her and who it is. So I haven't used it as much as I did there, but it is really a very useful one if you are a professional reader. And then there's some other ones that are more healing and more about centering. There's a, a really um, very quick two-card spread that she teaches um, where you sort of balance your male and female side. So you pick a card for the male side and a card for the female side. Uh, so that, but they're they're all very very good, and you of course can use your own spreads. But I I would certainly recommend trying the pathway spread and some of the other ones if you are um, going to use the the deck and the book. Um, I know there's a there's a little bit of of controversy I've seen online a little bit about you know whether or not Jamie Sams was really who she says she was in terms of a Native American, but there wasn't that much. And I, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems, it seems very authentic to me. And there's a lot of uh, other people that supported her and David Carson throughout the years. So I, I know that can get a little strange and a little political, but um, I would say that whatever um, the situation is, they are really uh, very beautiful cards and they've had a deep effect on me. Not only have I grown closer to nature, but because of the medicine cards, I did start reading more about the real history of the Native Americans in this country. And it just, you know, you get curious about everything when you work with a deck. You want to know more about whatever history lies. And so I think it's it's been a great ambassador for me for that because it really set me on that path too. And I still do read um, not just his history, but also I've been working more on reading some poetry from Indigenous people as well. So I hope that you enjoyed this. And if you want to have any other questions about it, feel free always to ask me. I did want to spend a little time. We have a few announcements that are important and timely. So I want to make sure I get to those before the end of this show. And the first one is that Michael is going to be doing another of his famous Kabbalistic Tarot courses. It's a seven-week course, and it starts September 15th. Tentatively, it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. This is Pacific time. It's going to be on Zoom. And it's $300 for the total uh, course, limited to six. I mean, sorry, limited to 10 people. And you can find out more about the course and buy the tickets at mysticraven.net. Or you can also go to our Instagram at number six th sensoch s-e-n-s-e-s-o-c and in our link tree there's actually a link to the tickets um learn kabbalistic tarot so that's a really quick way and also you can follow us there and find out more about what we're up to um so definitely um if you're interested in kabbalistic tarot uh, we have a course that is very teachable. Michael's been doing it for many years and people really enjoy it. So it's very affordable and check it out. And if you have any questions about that, you can always, of course, also just, you know, send it to us at our email. Um, and then the other announcement I wanted to make, we are going to be talking to Amanda Walmer soon, but the second volume of The Feminine Macabre, which I'm holding up right now for you folks that can see on YouTube, is out. It, it officially came out August 30th. And this is a woman's journal of all things strange and unusual. And she uh, 
calls herself the curator, Amanda Wilmer, and this time we have a forward by Michelle Bellinger, who's famous um, occult expert and medium. You'll see her on Paranormal TV a lot. And this it's a bigger volume than the, the first one, which I did buy, and has really some really interesting looking articles, I have to say myself. I read the first one cover to cover, the first volume. I loved it. And I also, this time I submitted to this one and got in. So you will see my article, which is my paranormal and archetypal journey with the vampire. So that's a, a true sort of essay I wrote. So I was really pleased to be accepted into the journal. But honestly, there's so many interesting titles in here. And if you, you know, are interested in all in the paranormal and especially supporting women and non-binary authors are also included in this edition, please check it out. Um, the Feminine Macabre has its own Instagram tag. It's basically spelled out with a, sort of a period in between each word that you probably could find it pretty easily. You could also go to Spook Eats, and that's Amanda Wilmer's, uh, also her other Instagram. And you can purchase this on Amazon if you look for it in, on Amazon. So I'm very thrilled we're going to be talking to her in September about the, this particular volume, too. And I'm just really uh, very thr thrilled to be included. It's my first... Um, I think it is my first publication in a paranormal journal ever. So I'm, I'm happy about that. So anyway, to sort of get back to sort of concluding with the medicine cards, um, I think that uh, other than the only, like I said, the only downside about it is that you end up with a lot of these books. <laughs> and I, I, I guess you can give them to your friends. I'm not sure why they don't just allow you to, uh, why they don't just publish the, the cards separately. And also the the, the second um, cards that they published, the, the stock of the cards is a little more flimsy. So the old decks actually with the 44 animals, they lasted a little bit longer. But I, I would say that, you know, if you're interested in nature, if you want to either add to your, you know, decks, maybe you don't have an animal deck, I would totally recommend this one as the starting deck for everyone. And like I said, I know there's a lot of other ones out there I think that what's special about this deck is is sort of the intention behind it and the way she weaves in the Native American stories with the real animal. So not everyone does that, I, though I think Ted Andrews does. So I, I think that, but they're very charming, the stories. So if you just like to read, you know, a fun, it's almost like reading fairy tales or something. So I would totally recommend you work with them. Uh, it's also really easy to get started reading for others with this one. Uh, because you'll you know you'll notice that people immediately will relate to the animal in some way. They might, for instance, I had one woman who picked the spider, and she said, "Oh, this year I've been bitten three times by a black widow." Now, in according to my understanding of of medicine, and medicine really is a, a term that means. Um, something that is good or healing for you, whether it's emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, if you have been bitten by a creature, the medicine is more potent, which does not mean you go out and, and try and get animals to bite you, by the way. <laughs> Though there are some people in the snake world that seem to have a lot of snake bites and they don't mind. So anyway, she had, um, and, the, and then by the third time she had been bitten by the Black Widow, she, it didn't affect her as much, you know, she had a tolerance. I think the first time she did have an allergic reaction. So in her case, now she has a very strong uh, connection to a black widow spider. 
Um, and so you would look up, you know, Spider, but also spe specifically the Black Widow has its own lore. And that's where it gets a little complicated with the cards, because when you when you use the deck, you'll have, for instance, just one card for bear. But if you start working deeper, you might find that in your own mind, it represents a specific kind of bear, whether it's a black bear or polar bear. And that's where you can sort of use a little more of your intuition and your own um, maybe coincidence, synchronicity. So maybe you really have recently seen a black bear when you were camping. Uh, eventually, uh, you may end up not using these cards as much. I had one client who loved the medicine card. She's the only client I've ever had that went from coming to me for tarot and only wanting the medicine cards. She said it helped her so much and she would work so much with the different animals. And then eventually she said, I moved to just working with what animals cross my path, which is very, very powerful. And in fact, it would supersede any kind of Oracle system, but it's, it doesn't mean you can't use the cards or you're, it's a, it's sort of a crutch. I, I think they're both legitimate, but I thought it was a very touching thing that it meant so much to her that she went from tarot to medicine cards to just watching how the animals came into her life and working with them directly that way. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you, I don't know, just pay attention to nature anyway. <laughs> you know, see what animals cross your path, see what it means to you, look it up, see how, you know, what you think about that animal is also usually important because your relationship with a butterfly might be different than mine. But I hope you've enjoyed this and I look forward to continuing our journey together as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure. Have a wonderful, magical week.